Hey y'all, what's going on? <laughs> Happy Thursday. Y'all know what Thursday is. Eight o'clock, R4. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. Uh, y'all know, what's up? The B-Mix, right? That's it. Happy Thursday. Happy, unfortunately, we're coming to the end of, this is the last show in um, calm down when I say last show. I just mean within <laughs> Women's History Month. Amen. So, you know, I had to give y'all a little sisterhood right on. Justice for Breonna Taylor, always mm-hmm, say her name. Um, and so we have we have a few things to cover today. We got a few things I want us to get into, y'all. I <laughs> we just we got a few things. We got an agenda today. All right. Is that all right? It's gonna have to be all right. Um, But before we do any of that, you know, I have manners. And so I love to welcome and welcome back all of you that have been rolling with us for some time now, y'all. I ain't saying nothing, but in a few months, we're rolling up on a year strong. Okay, just saying. Um, But until then, we are going to have a good time. And even once we get to a year, I don't know why I said it like that. That ain't going to change nothing, right? We might just up it up a notch. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but just know we here. Okay. Moving on. Um, welcome and welcome back to all of you to another episode of the B Mix right here on BeExposedRadio.com. You're welcome. Um, you know what the B Mix is for. You know, everyone, the me. Why? Uh, because I am also, you know, unseen, unheard, um, <clears throat> have felt forgotten, whether it's the forgotten part of me or the person that does not belong, the overlooked, and everything in between. Again, the me. So everyone, come on in. Welcome. Oh, let me get this. Mm-mm. We'll be in the 90s. Rolling t-shirt sleeves up, girl. <laughs> Y'all could have told me. Y'all wasn't going to say nothing, huh? That's crazy. Moving on. Um, okay. So like I said, we have a few things on the agenda today. I got some updates for y'all. <laughs> I got some updates for y'all. Next week, for sure, we're going to get into... <laughs> I think some stuff I said like two weeks ago now. Um that I hadn't gotten to, like, as far as, like, my notes, and it's just been stuff to talk about, so it kind of took precedence over that, um, not to say that it was not important, right, because just because something takes precedence, just because there's a preference at the moment or a priority for the time being, right, so just because I am pro-black does not mean I'm anti-white, so same thing, same concept, as far as something taking precedence does not negate the fact that the other things are unimportant. Okay. All right. Let's press on, shall we? Um, I ain't gonna lie. It's crazy how March decided to end on a Wednesday, though, because it could have gave us just one more, like March the 32nd, but whatever. Um, so, you know, I love to share with you, which I want you to get used to. <clears throat> um, my favorite calendar that I have not hung up yet. I'm just going to keep it uh, <laughs> because I love to keep it right here to share with you um, each Thursday. Um, it's, it's something that's it's actually a part written on each day of the year, but we don't come in here on Thursdays. So I share with you for that day, um, a history of racial injustice um, by, again, Equal Justice Initiative. I should remember that. I always just remember EJI, but the actual words escape me. So I always read it verbatim. And so... Thursday, March 25th in 1965, Viola Liuzzo, a white woman from Detroit, Michigan, is shot and killed after driving voting rights activists to Selma, Alabama. 
So when I say that <laughs> they've hated us so much so that they will kill their own kind, you know, they love a white woman, here. Okay. They love, they love one of those. And um, so shout out to her and rest in peace to her um, for just trying to help us out back then, right? So voting rights activists trying to just drive us to Selma, Alabama, get us going, get us to, you know, the opportunity to exercise our right. And she was shot and killed. Crazy. That's how bad hatred is. It'll make you turn against your own kind. Okay. Um, also with, I'll share it now. I actually thought about this um, as I was gliding down the stairs um, just now <laughs> coming for the show. Let's see. Uh, there we go. Okay. So I wanted to share with you all. Um, I mentioned before, so shout out to Women Leading Baltimore. It is a nonprofit organization uh, founded um, by a high school sister, right? Because um, I was going to say good friend, uh, uh, good friend, yes, but high school sister, um, Ashley Day. Love, love, love her um, and the great work that she's always been doing. We always just kind of keep, and she's born in March. I mean, duh, right? Um, and not just born in March, but a Pisces. Like, just just saying. Anywho, we're, we're really the best people. <laughs> just want to say that. Um, but so she asked me, she actually featured um, me on her website and their their um, their Instagram page. And so we were asked a couple different prompts, right? Asked to respond rather to a few different prompts. I think four, five of them. Okay, five. And so I want to share them with you by, because the last one asked about sisterhood. Um, just to close us out again for uh, Women's History Month. And then we're going to get into some stuff. Okay. So the first one says, define yourself using one word. I think I shared this one before. I'm not sure. Because um, I mentioned, like I said, I mentioned some of this before. But uh, my word is hopeful. Always hopeful for what's to come. Um, hopeful for even considering the now um, and even paying homage to the past, right? Um, because I know a lot of people say, you can't take your past with you. It, it travels with you. It's for you to, like we've talked about before, in the moment, in the very present, there's a blessing in that decision that you make in the moment. Say, I'm going to make the next step, the next thing better because of what just happened right now. Oops, no, I didn't. Sorry, y'all. Um, because of what just happened in the now, I'm going to take that up, clean that up and you know make it better for the next, right? And so I'm always hopeful in that. I think hopeful captures me um, as a person, professionally, personally, you know, as a mother, as a black woman, um, as an American citizen, um, as a Maryland resident. I mean, (laughs) as a Baltimore City resident, like need I go on? Like it it captures me because um, prime example of being born and raised in Baltimore, like I always have seen the beauty in the city, right? Um, Because I'm hopeful and uh, I choose positivity overall. Um, Okay, so the second says, how have you impacted black history? So peep this, this is me just reading verbatim. Um, Simply put, I am black history and women's history too. I embody every element of forwarding the mission set before us, and I wear it as a badge of honor. I am hopeful in the greatness that Black and Brown people 
naturally exude and shall one day supersede our very own expectancies. In all that I do, I carry the responsibility that our ancestors have ordained each of us by laying out the foundational blueprint. I impact Black history day in and day out because I take pride in empowering our people to appreciate our present, then I just say this, pay homage to our past and pave our future now. I'm passionate about my theory that it is education and exposure that we need, I should have said deeply. I add to the constant conversation because it's extremely vital for us as a people to simply talk. I had this show in mind with with the end of that for sure. Um, Three was what advice would you give to your teenage self? Um, I remember this one because this was one of the ones she reached out to me and asked for me to expound more. So my original message or original response was open ear. You were only hidden, not unseen. It's all for a greater purpose. You may not understand now and never truly will, but you trust in the omniscient one. Rest in that. So me expounding upon that reads, my teenage self would understand this perfectly. I know that and I now know her. A lifelong struggle of mine was dealing with loneliness, a marriage between not necessarily fitting in anywhere and being targeted just to be left out. I had to remain humble. It was my divine obligation in doing so. I often returned to my shell working on my inner self. I finally heard my teenage self tell my well into adulthood self, you were only hidden. Self-reflection, ding, 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 uh, feeds self-awareness, which feeds acknowledgement of all things self, good, bad, and indifferent. And we know that is the first step to recovery, self-recovery. As the world we know and the society we function within are both in dire need of restoration. Simply put, it all starts with restoring oneself. (sighs) What advice would you give to female professionals? promise y'all, we get, we're going somewhere with this, I promise. Uh, it is going to be uh, quite a bit now that I realize, because <laughs> I, like I said, I thought about this last minute on my way, um, sashaying on down the steps, but I know that I want to share with y'all, I'm going to update y'all on some work stuff. I'm going to read that email to y'all. It's lengthy. So we're going to have a little bit of, of reading, you know, reading time. Okay. A little, little reading time without needing. Amen. Okay. What advice would you give to female professionals? So this is a second one where she asked me to expound upon. Um, and this is the fourth one. Also, we get, we get into the end of this part. So uh, my original response was appreciation in your dry season is key. It's easy to celebrate your victories, but a woman that can remain humble and hopeful without ceasing her hustle during a slow spurt is indestructible. That's the best foundation to build your business upon. My expounded response is my dry seasons are usually internal, having to recall my godfidence. A dry season can range anywhere from lacking total confidence in self to external challenges like COVID-19 and anywhere in between. I like the way that rhymes. The key in any circumstance is to maintain belief in your purpose, even when the fire dims a bit. Check your motivation and do it often. Constant self-reflection, ding, 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 will aid you in weeding out which best practices work for your vision. Apply them and repeat. How is your vision reflected in every challenging circumstance? That's a question. Okay. And finally, last but certainly not least, sisterhood. 
Um, what does sisterhood mean to you? Crazy part is I actually answered this. I wrote this response first. Sisterhood is acknowledging our similarities while embracing our differences, seeing the beauty in both in order to encourage, uplift, and empower each other to carry out the foundational work that has been laid before us by our foremothers. I like that. Sisterhood is rich in history and requires integrity as well as grace. It rattles Mother Earth when women link arms and lock hands, transferring strength in love and respect. Sisterhood is the ultimate superpower. So go forth and be blessed with that, y'all. Let that marinate in the atmosphere um, as, again, as we close out, sadly, Women's History Month. Um, just because it's the last Thursday in the week, y'all. We got a whole nother week to say. Okay. Um, so y'all listen. <laughs> we, we, we can go back to it if y'all want to. We can dissect some things in there, but y'all, okay. But I, oh, I actually had some notes for today. I didn't even know that. All right, we might get back to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, thought about this. Okay, so this will come in later. Okay, so promoting the show, I talked about let's get it, get into dating. We're going to get into that. You know, let's talk about that in a little bit. Okay, I had to break that one out. But before we do, since we're in reading time, <laughs> um, let's get into updating y'all. Work. Y'all see me scrolling? That's so many emails, but just in that thread alone, okay? So last week I shared with you all that I was hot. I was hot. I was hot. I was hot. I was on fire, right? But I still, you know, did some breathing, did some praying, a whole lot of praying, right? Meditating, like just some, like, okay, what do I want to do about this? What, how do I want to handle the fact that, you know, unfortunately there has been some very disrespectful exchange between myself and my new, brand new executive director um, at work. What what do I want to do about it, right? Um, there has been a lot of misunderstanding. And when I say brand new, I mean as, a, as in 30 days. We're just a little over 30 days now. And so, um, I, I, you know, something, it just, everything had hit the fan last Tuesday. Um, and so by the time I came to y'all two days afterward, she and I had another meeting prior to, I mean, yeah, prior to the show, of course. So earlier that morning ish, um, we had a, a meeting and then, um, then I received a write up and I'll be very honest, whether it makes sense or not, or anyone else, it makes total sense to me that while this, all of this, so me sending this email, this lengthy email, I keep reminding y'all it's lengthy, so stay with me. Um, and I'm gonna read it and make sure y'all catch all of it, okay? Because I'm also I'm I'm tactful, so I don't want to like aware. Of course, it was internal, so I don't want to like state like I, I didn't say many names or I didn't say names at all. I think I may have mentioned her name once or twice, um, but of course I mentioned like a partner or two or something like that. So um, I, as I read it, I'm gonna be blocking that out, but um, still for it to make sense for y'all, right? And so I wrote this, drafted this, sent this. Um, I sent it actually um, <laughs> quarter to midnight last Friday, right? Um, one, I know my goal was to make sure that it was sent way off of, you know, work hours um, and all of that. And I wanted to really pull everything together. I do like to be thorough, um, especially when I know that someone is going to decide to be offended by this when it's not, it's, it's not my intent, right? And so it's learning how to be, like I just used the word tactful, like 
Um, you have to use tact um, and, and dignity and integrity, even when those very things are being challenged. So I've been challenged to, you know, put on an unprofessional hat. I've been challenged to, you know, stoop down and, and, and come off of, you know, where I sit, right? Not saying that I'm above anyone, but I do, you know, carry myself so at, at a high standard and that's okay. Like any, if, if anything, my superior should appreciate that. But you can only appreciate something um, when you yourself actually care about that for yourself. Maybe if, if I don't, that's probably getting fuzzy, but anywho. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think I give you enough background. Okay, so it, I'm just going to read it. Good evening. Unsure as to who exactly would receive this request, I am sending this to all current and acting um, board members that I am aware of, right? So that right there should just tell you, I'm trying I'm try not to dissect all of it because we'll be on here forever. Um, but that should tell you that there's a disconnect between our board. I, if you don't know, I'll just remind you that I work for a nonprofit organization. Unfortunately, I think from my recent experiences, I'm learning like, dang, y'all are typical nonprofit. Like people that work in the nonprofit world, that kind of, especially the ones that come out of it, are, you know, kind of have that takeaway, like, dang, like, oh, Lord. Um, and so they were not that for me all this time. I'm going on two, two years, a little two years, something like that. Two years, I think. Um, yeah, this summer would be two. You know, it feels like a long time. Anywho, but there's always been a disconnect between the board and staff. Um, and at least prior to the transition, we felt like there was at least some connection between staff and our executive director, who then, of course, was our voice to the board. If that got fuzzy and all that, sure, at least it was done with respect. So I think the biggest difference now is that the respect factor is, that should be a non-negotiable is what's mostly questioned, right? Um, okay, so um, mind you, it's like, I, I think I know all the board members. I, I mean, I'm sending this audio because what I did do, I did stoop a little low. Um, and I only did it because I like to include, any, if I ever refer to anyone on email, I like to include you so that when you are seeing it firsthand so no one might have to, People won't necessarily always forward it to you. I, I don't need nobody trying to, you know, give a synopsis. I know I'm not good at it. Y'all know what's my weakness? Quote scripture, right? So quote anybody. Nope. I like to write it down so that way I can, you know, quote it back verbatim. So I did. I, um, whether it's out of line or not, I don't know. But I sent it to all board members, which I thought was fine because I wouldn't know which board members to send it to. But also I included my entire staff. Entire staff, we're a small organization, so it's literally, I think, nine of us all together, including executive director, including her as well, because of course it mentions her. And so, um, yeah, okay. So, again, it says, Good evening, unsure as to who exactly would receive this request, as it is, I'm sorry, it's entitled Request for Clarity. That's the signature, uh, the subject. Good evening, unsure as to who exactly would receive this request. I am sending this to all current and acting board members that I am aware of. Please find this message to be in direct response to the attached written reprimand entitled insubordinate that I received as a scanned document without clarity of next steps. In full transparency, I am writing to you all seeking clarity about the decorum between leadership and staff. I am also requesting policies to clarify what seems to be new expectations, such as requesting time to meet with the executive director, requests for in-person meetings during remote work schedules to include the hybrid model, and proper documentation of meetings and conversations between leadership and staff, just to name a few. I need them to know it was more. 
In the last 33 days, there has been a paradigm shift in the work environment. Initially, one-on-ones henceforth referred to as, you know, as I like to use the one colon one for one-on-ones. I always think that's so cute. Um, so I, that was a parenthetical statement. Okay. One-on-ones were scheduled in conjunction with operations and the overall function of the remote work environment that has been in effect as of March 2020. With maybe two days notice, we were asked to meet in person and unclear, unclear if our standing meetings or just our initial meetings were expected to be conducted in person. Aside from the lack of consideration of the normalcy we all have been forced to manage over the past 12 months and what impression we may have been under in regards to any return to work policy, our comfortability and concerns were ignored. So much so that when other members of our staff expressed their grave concern for the only two-day notice we received for our initial staff meeting post-transition to be conducted in person, the meeting was canceled in its entirety. We missed an anticipated opportunity to share our highlights, successes, and challenges as we were so accustomed. Any question or concern expressed has only been due to what we as staff are aware of that was less in effect via email and verbally conveyed prior to the change in leadership, not as insubordinate to new leadership. The most recent intolerable behavior surrounds all efforts in regards to Uh, our youth program for 2021. The timeline to date is as follows. I'm really just going to read this, y'all, because I know it. I hope y'all don't get lost. Just follow me. November 24th, 2020, initial meeting with partner. It was mentioned that I would be put in contact with this year's um, uh, workers, we'll say workers, in order to discuss and build the virtual curriculum for the youth program 2021, as well as connected with partner due to upcoming at that time transition of leadership within partner in order to keep um, us in the loop going forward to no avail. December 8th, follow-up discussion meeting with partner. I was told for the second time that I will be put in contact with these Uh, workers in order to discuss and build the virtual curriculum for the summer program 2021 to no avail. December 14th, I was informed that that contact had been made with partner and the intent for summer programming for this year was confirmed. Partner was awaiting an invite to the fall meeting being the winter meeting. This is a meeting that we, as the host site, or summer program should be in attendance and there had been some misunderstanding around this in the past. I registered for and attended said meeting, December 20th at 1 p.m. December 29th, another follow-up youth programming meeting. This was to discuss in-depth preparation for partner to present on the agenda for our our January's committee meeting. January 12th, 2021 follow-up Zoom call with partner as final prep for January presentation. January 13th via text, I was informed that summer programming for all those who would qualify to participate in the summer program would be fully virtual. Unfortunately, due to personal extenuating circumstances, city partner was unavailable to present during the January committee meeting, having kept an interim Uh, Having kept my or our interim executive director in the loop every step of the way, we rescheduled partner to present during the February 2021 agenda. Keep on following me, y'all, I promise. 
I, in the meantime, commenced offline correspondence to our employer partners as a temperature check in regards to their capability and commitment to summer programming 2021. I followed the same protocol I had been directed in regards to summer programming 2020 as the intermediary. That's what we are. We're an intermediary organization. We needed full interest and commitment from the youth that we look forward to serving, as well as our hospital partners in hopes to render a quality youth summer program for all parties involved. Excuse me. February 22nd, initial one-on-one. Okay. Hold tight, y'all. After I thoroughly explained all that had taken place, as well as what we had not been provided with as of that date, I was told we already know the answer is no. We just can't make that decision as our name. We have to let them, as in our employer partners, make that decision. We have to do our due diligence, still quoting her, um, put this on the agenda for the committee meeting, um, end quote. I informed her of the vastly approaching dates and deadline for other partner applications at that time being March 19th, okay? Saying as though the March program committee meeting was on the calendar for only three days prior. So our committee meeting, like I said, was last Tuesday um, um, is where she disrespected me in front of our partners. That was on the 16th. And the deadline for students to get in their applications was for the 19th. Okay. And I was quoting that she told me to put this thing on the agenda last Tuesday to have our partners to say that they didn't want to do it because they had already, some of them, most of them had already told me that they could not do it via email. Okay. It was our conversation afterward, okay, that I've since learned after this email, I have received phone calls and text messages from all of my staff except one, right, which I'm not surprised at the one, but either way, um, basically in, in support, right, and I'm not finished the email, but um, to give you some context, one of them that surprised me, one of the ones that surprised me the most that reached out and told me that she was actually in the office, and we just get to talk, and I was like, yeah, Tuesday was really tough for me. She was like, oh my goodness, that makes sense. I was outside of our office and I know her door was shut and I heard her over like overheard her on the phone. And I thought she was in, this is her words. Exactly. She was like, I thought she was in talking about my executive director. She said that she thought that my executive director was on, uh, was in a restrict religious group that she was maybe talking to a child, a younger sibling, uh, a younger cousin, something. Right. Um, of just how, you know, like her tone, how she was yelling and what she was saying and all that. And I said, no, she was talking to me. She was on the phone with me. And yet I've been written up for being insubordinate and being disrespectful. Okay. I'm going to read y'all the write-up too, because I, I, I remember that I didn't read that to y'all last week. Um, I'm going to give y'all that. <clears throat> okay. So let's get back to the email. Okay. Because I want to get through it. <laughs> um, due diligence. Okay. Put this on the agenda. So that's what I was saying. She had told me during a one-on-one back in February, put it on the agenda, let them make the decision. Right. I informed her of the, of the deadlines back then. Um, and seeing as though, right. The program committee was three days before the deadline, we would have been cutting it very close. I informed my executive director of the email thread between us and partner around summer program and the possibility of not running summer program. She advised me to inform her post my conversation with them, in which I did. Go back in my write-up. Again, it was last Thursday that I received this write-up. So earlier that morning, I, we had this talk. And so she mentioned, like, you didn't 
update me and keep me in the loop of what the conversations were. And I had, I, we addressed everything that is written in the write-up, right? So it's null and void because we had, all of this has been addressed. You just refuse to go along with it. We've spoken about it. I, I'm confused. So um, I had February 23rd meeting with partner and team lead. Um, I put the time and everything, 3.30 to 4 p.m., right? <laughs> Asked if summer programming could happen. Um, team lead concluded that it could not simply because employer partners had directly expressed lack of commitment to the parameters of a youth program in summer 2021. Disappointment in our hospital partners was expressed, stating they knew what time of year it was. A partner requested an official letter stating that employee partners were unable to commit to engaging youth for the duration of the now uh, six-week virtual summer program in order to justify their reallocation of funds set aside to pay workers. February 23rd, on the same day, text and call with executive director immediately after team's meeting with partner where executive director was made privy to all aforementioned details and reminded that this was only in direct result of not having been out in contact. I'm sorry, I had put, oh, I slipped up. Whoa. Um, Not having been put in contact with workers, hence no curriculum and no logistical programmatic details in order to effectively push for the program for employer partner buy-in and commitment. I was advised not to draft a letter until we did our due diligence and received feedback from all hospital partners. Okay. Keep following me all promise. It's getting good. February 24th, (laughs) several texts around response to Linda funder, a letter of intent inquiries, which led to a conversation that also included mention of partner and further action. There was an influx of communication and correspondence between myself and my executive director due to the question around numbers plugged within the letter of intent being as though this was the first letter of intent that I was allowed to actively draft with our organization. I utilized that in which was included in the previously submitted letter of intent. Unfortunately, per our data department, it is still unclear as to where those particular numbers came from and had us hung up with funder, having having to justify data. Thankfully, we were able to resubmit our proposal and request for additional funds. This may have appeared to our new executive director that I seem to be inadequate at my duties and responsibilities when in fact, I had to take the fall for what had been previously submitted, especially seeing though it was during my tenure. By this date, I had shared all of these details with my executive director, still with the directive to survey the hospital partners during March committee meeting in order for the consensus to be drawn whether or not summer program would roll out, okay? In response to my inquiry to all employee partners on 218, I had only received direct correspondence stating incapability to commit from, I named each one with their date of response, date, 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 date. Okay, let me skip that. March 15th, then I get up to it. Okay, here we go. Okay. Hold on, y'all. It's coming, y'all. Okay, so March 15th. Text message like, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a little shady, I'm sorry. Um, because what I did was I screenshot all of these emails that were like unformatted, unprofessional, almost harassment-like. Um, I screenshot them and included them as attachments, right? <laughs> um, and so I called one of them, I said a text message-like email from executive director asking me to call. Great news of forthcoming award from funder. 
a reminder of said survey or poll via Zoom would be conducted. So I had planned to conduct, she had asked me to do a survey. I said I would conduct a poll during our committee meeting for all of the employer partners, right? Um, I saw a reminder of that. Um, so it would be conducted. The conversation reverted back to the excitement of the forthcoming award, timing, and great opportunity to share with the committee in the, on the following day. Here we go. Brings us to the last Tuesday, March 16th, during my initial spill, in order to introduce the poll and decision around summer program 2021, as well as to share various opportunities for employer partners to engage youth in lieu of a typical summer program, I was rudely and blatantly and disrespectfully cut off mid-sentence and told to table the very discussion that was asked of me to be included on the agenda to lead to said decision. The opportunities, most which were presented to the committee in February, were to begin immediately throughout the summer and well into, uh, into and throughout the following school year as a recent initiative to engage students post-summer program 2021. This would have served as the modification of the typical and staple youth summer programming uh, we and its partners and most importantly the youth had been accustomed to. Considering all that had not been done and all that needed to be done in order to run a quality programming program upholding the legacy of an elite summer program that we uh, that summer program has known to be. There we go. No, I'm bleeping these things out, child. Oh, Lord. Despite my utter confusion and embarrassment for being so highly disrespected, especially in the presence of our partners, I proceeded with facilitating the committee meeting. Immediately after, I received an unformatted email requesting an in-person meeting in which I refused only the part to accommodate the preference of it being in person and was willing to meet in hopes of coming to an understanding of the position of the organization in which I work, in which I work with being, there was a clear disconnect that had been displayed publicly, publicly and inappropriately from leadership to the manager of said program. I was wrongfully and quite disgustingly accused of having a personal agenda against conducting our only youth program. I am highly offended by such heinous allegations verbally brought towards me as well as the blatant disrespect in tone and verbiage against me and no consideration for my stance and response. I have included as an attachment for your review the several unformatted emails sent to me as continued harassment on said day after our phone conversation that I eventually ended as we both began speaking over one another to no resolve. I felt and still feel completely unprotected as an employee of the, wrote out our whole name, I've now I've now developed, why did I put up mama there? Oh Lord. I've now developed anxiety in which I had a severe case of directly, uh, a severe case of directly prior to the meeting requested of me on 3-18-21. Now get to it. So it was a good transition. Go Vania. March 18th, <laughs> Zoom meeting. Personally, as well as professionally, I am not one to fester on grievances. I told y'all this was lengthy. Grievances, even those made against me, my positive attitude is refreshed with each brand new day, as was my initial demeanor upon logging on and awaiting the delayed start of my follow-up meeting with Executive Director on March 13, 2021. Unfortunately, once the meeting began, I was met with a different tone. I never received a response to the message I have included below for your review that I still have yet to receive a response. Oh. Myself. Immediately after salutations on the call, I requested again for the meeting to be recorded 
and was met with a very snappy remark and saying, you can take notes, swear to God. <laughs> in my email that I sent that I included at the end of it, I'd asked, like, you know, I don't feel comfortable. Like, at least can we have a witness or record because on Zoom, you can record. It's easy. And then just delete it later. I don't understand. Anyway. Um, and so never she never responded to that. And so um, that's why I mentioned it here. <clears throat> um, and so why I asked her on that meeting, like, hey, you know, I waited for her. She was late starting to meet and everything. So she had to cancel. She couldn't figure out Zoom, all that. Um, and then so when she got on there, I asked and she, you can record, you can take notes. Oh, okay. Um, I never had issues with directives, whereas I do not mind and accept openly reprimands in actual occurrences and anything that I may do or say incorrectly. I am very open to constructive criticism. However, I was unmotivated to speak up for myself initially. My responses were only to say that I was actively and still willing to show up and do all that would be asked of me going forward. Even after being mortified as of Tuesday, March 16th, during the committee meeting by my superior. I did, however, rebut the untrue statements made in response to directives being to speak with partner as well as to survey and speak with the hospital partners. I thought I clarified each grievance brought towards me during our Zoom call. Unfortunately, much to my dismay, I received a write-up as a scant document making untrue allegations against me to include what had just been discussed. I have filed protocol as outlined in my employee handbook that I received 81419. Please advise me if there has been any change to the version that I have last updated July 2019. I have sent the message included below for your review in compliance with section six, page 17, paragraph two, under grievance procedures of the employee handbook. And I quoted, if the grievance involves the executive director, you may file the grievance directly with a member of the executive committee. I have included my executive director on this message in compliance with stated, I quoted again, you or your uh, supervisor must also distribute um, copies of the written grievance to the party who caused the grievance and that party's supervisor. While I understand that also in section six, page 18, paragraph two, under corrective action, the employee handbook states that us <laughs> reserves the right to decide at its own discretion the order of corrective action. Furthermore, I do not have a problem with being written up uh, if it were called for. I do not understand the intent basis of the attached written reprimand uh, stating allegations and untrue clauses. The document does not prompt for my signature and I refuse to sign it as is, as it does not reflect truth in regards to my work ethic and efforts or intentions. According to Merriam-Webster, an insubordinate is... Uh -uh. According to Merriam-Webster, insubordinate as an adjective is defined as defiant of authority, disobedient to orders. I am asking for clarity on the parallel between my behavior and reaction to initial disrespect from my superior and the actual definition of such a harsh tag. As my right per section two, page eight, second paragraph under personnel records, in the employee handbook, I am requesting to review my personnel file in order to assure accuracy in documentation and a reflection of my work history during my time here at Bach. Here. Oops. Scratch that from the record. Um, sorry, y'all. I truly don't believe that my work ethic or productivity should be questioned or undermined with the disrespect that has occurred throughout my time here. I am left to feel challenged while I am a person to accept correction, instruction, I've kept making sure I was repeating that, and directives with open arms. What I have experienced, especially as of late, 
is completely intolerable. I am not sure if I was given a fair chance at, at allowing time to prove my worth and how much of an asset I am to the team. Currently, I oversee over eight activities and programs as the program manager without a career coach. During my tenure, I've executed our very first all virtual training with 100% enrollment to successful completion and receipt of certification for, I guess I'm saying the training, the contact tracer training in response to the pandemic. I have secured 75% enrollment to successful completion for the PCT cohort with partner. Also with partner, I have ensured 100% enrollment to successful completion for the medical front office cohort with partner. And it is projected to be about 88% enrollment to successful completion of the PCT cohort with other partner that is still active. All of which have received at least one, if not two certifications. There has been some employment placement and we continue to receive post-training data. These are just some successes and highlights. I am proud to share that I have been a grave that has been a grave improvement um, in comparison to that in which I was met upon uh, my onboarding in August 2019. During my orientation period to from our organization and my programs, I was informed of the grave disappointment and outcomes for the open enrollment trainings in the previous grant cycle. Additionally, it was expressed to me the absolute disappointment in the rollout of summer program 2019 summer youth program 2019 and the list of hiccups that occurred. With this in mind, I gave 250% to revitalize summer program and the integrity of the program for summer 2020. I worked many 12 plus hour days along with our partners. I put in all best efforts pre-COVID where we would have had about 50 students from about five different uh, local school district, high schools, to participate in hands-on work experience within various departments directly with some of the major hospital partners in the metropolitan area. Y'all know. Again, I'm highly offended to be accused of not wanting to see this program come to full fruition. My most humble intent was to assure its quality for all parties involved. I have extensive past experience in youth programming, and I'm passionate about supporting and empowering our youth. I was only pushing forward with what was set before me and conveyed all details and previous efforts to new leadership and respect of the transition. We almost ain't y'all promise. Upon my onboarding in 2019, I immediately jumped into planning meetings as well as correspondence with uh, summer program alumni to make connections and maintain dialogue as an initiative and item outlined within the recent uh, action plan. It is only as of recently that I've been made aware of how much I was aware of in regards to my programs. In the same token, I was accused of being accused, excuse me, of being a minimalist. Although I was constantly given busy work tasks um, as the full duties and responsibilities as outlined within my job description were not relinquished to me with no initial reason to question my abilities or integrity. As human nature would have it, I did find myself to briefly fall subject to becoming comfortable and content, still never missing a beat with all that was asked of me. Yet, I still receive critique with open arms. So I am no stranger to the ability of accepting rightful correction. I am not sure if this fact was influenced during the conversation, catch this y'all, that was had on the evening of March 2nd, 2021 between both transitioning executive directors in, the, in our office, in the 
executive director office, speaking only negatively about all staff except one. While I choose not to be offended, I am concerned that the transference of personal and tainted opinion could persuade new leadership. As to my understanding, all information was received enthusiastically, resulting in statements much like, if you need childcare, it's not my problem, figure it out. With this attitude, I am fairly concerned about the current integrity of the dynamic that exists between leadership and staff. I, for one, had entrusted my new leadership with the concern, with my concerns of beginning to commit one day inside the office building starting in the month of March that began on a Monday with only a notice as of that previous Tuesday or Wednesday, seeing as though I am a single mother with a three-year-old and had just found out that my mother, being the only person I might have been comfortable with, my daughter visiting her home, has received uh confirmed results of her recent biopsy that breast cancer has returned for the third time. I've already been a homeschool educator to my toddler during the quarantine since March 2020, not only of educational foundations, but all around fundamentals. And now here I was asked to bring this 12-month routine to a screeching halt in the matter of a weekend. Whereas I am not comfortable with my daughter attending any external daycare or visiting other homes due to pre-existing conditions. While I was invited to bring my daughter into our office, it's made clear to me that her, as well as my comfortability or safety is not a true priority as displayed in the lack of consideration to, again, what we had been told that we'd receive at least 30 day notice for a return to work policy. I respectfully declined the offer to bring my toddler into the office where I had to inquire about sanitizing wipes that were not provided on my desk when I met executive director in person for my initial one-on-one. Thus, as stated in section nine, page 23, the fourth guiding principle understandings for excellence being human resources should be fair, establish clear expectations and provide for meaningful and effective performance evaluation. I am only looking to reestablish and maintain a high, a healthy work environment and respect as a firm foundation of the great work that we produce at Bach, as well as the integrity of our overall organization. Ooh, I said it again organizational legacy. In order to do so, my three asks are as follows. I told you I was lengthy. Don't try to act surprised. Um, one, removal of written reprimand as is from personnel files as, as file as it is a true defamation of character. Two, clarity on expectations for both staff as well as leadership on decorum, professionalism, and respect. Three, policies on said expectations for actual and effective support and collaborative efforts to push the work forward. In conclusion, y'all been waiting on that, right? My biggest ask is to continue to move this work forward as I have always been eager to do. Upholding Box vision, vision and mission for almost two decades. The underlying snag has been an unnecessary harsh tone and disrespect, especially in the presence of partners much like that happened to me during, uh, what happened to me during the March committee meeting this past Tuesday, March 16th. I fear that anyone outside of our internal operations would question the integrity of the organization per representation and displayed behavior via leadership. My only intent with my request for a witness or to record um, my meeting was to finally feel some sense of security. I feel completely and utterly protected as an employee of I have felt on numerous occasions disrespected as a professional and as of late dehumanized. I would hate for anyone to have any further reason 
to question the integrity of the organization as a reflection of all that has unfortunately transpired within the past 33 days. Thank you for your time and attention to this matter. Respectfully submitted, Denia. What chat? That was long, but I had to get it out. That was, I just, I had to share with y'all. I'll tell you right now, do not push me. Well, <laughs> the story, do not push me. And when I say, like I said, I did all that. Do you know that finally, finally, I have received um, some response to it. And it was the, our current um, executive board chair that told me that responded to everyone and just said, you know, somebody will get back to you in a day or two. Okay. It had been some days. And then so she had responded to me directly, told me who was going to be getting back to me. That person just got back to me. And child, let me tell you, these emails go like, I, I couldn't believe, like they literally go. So, okay. It was, so this is from the, the board chair. Benia, someone from the executive committee will be in touch with you over the next, over the next day or two. Okay. Good morning. Thanks, Michelle. B. Benia, such and such, the former chair of our board and a current executive committee member will be reaching out to you to schedule time to meet with you in person, in person. Okay. Okay. Thank you again. I am also willing to meet via Zoom B. Now this is the person. Benia, can we meet next Monday morning, 329? I would like to meet in person. Will you be in office or would you prefer to come to my office at a hospital? Responded to her. Thank you so much for your willingness to meet with me. I am not scheduled to become to begin working physically in the office until April. Next Monday, the 29th works. Uh, well for me, would you consider meeting virtually? Please let me know your thoughts. Thanks again, B. I want to meet in person to discuss HR-related matters. I typically only participate in group meetings virtually. You can come to our hospital uh, for for 8.30 a.m. on Monday, do you need directions? <sighs> Addressed her, her name. In full transparency, I am and have been very hesitant to physically enter a hospital during these times for the sake of my daughter as well as my own health concerns. Against my will and comfortability, I will agree to meet with you Monday at 8.30 a.m. as you've asked. Yes, please provide directions to your office. Thanks. Then it's would you would you prefer to meet at our office? Okay, that is a bit better. Since I am preparing to return back to the building next Thursday, April first. Thank you. Also, would you like to meet? Uh, would you still like to meet at eight thirty? You know, at our office. And about how long would you? Um, about how long do you think our meeting would be? Just so that I am sure to secure adequate accommodations for my daughter since I have those arrangements only starting for April. Please let me know. Thanks again, B. I ain't heard nothing yet. Um, I'm sorry. I lied. I lied. I just got something today. I apologize. Uh, Benia, I would like to meet at 8 a.m. So now we're changing the time. Since I will need travel time back to my office, I anticipate our meeting no longer than, so you missed a word, but it's fine. No longer than 90 minutes, 8 to 9.30. She put in parentheses, okay? I will meet you at, office. I do not have access to the building. Additionally, I let my executive director know um, that we will be on site. She will ensure we have private time so that our conversation is confidential. Thanks, such and such. I have access to the building and can let you in. I should arrive by 7.55 a.m. Monday morning. I'll see you then. Thanks again, B. So I've concluded I'm going in on Monday to get fired. And so... 
Hey, y'all. All I got to show. What's up? <laughs> what you got? I'm here. Here I go. <clears throat> so, since you feel that way, because I don't know what your preference is. Some people have a preference on being fired. Uh-huh. I don't. Okay. I don't want to be fired. Right. Right. Um, so I would bring my resignation letter with me. Mm, okay. If that, your okay. Pre- preference is not to be fired, bring it with you. That's smart. Okay. Y'all hear that, y'all? Take these notes. That's good. Because I felt like, so what I don't want to do is to, like, I'm when I say I'm, like, extra, I've been, like, picking up, like, being prayerful, but mm-hmm. extra, extra prayerful because... I've like every step has been like a, if it was me, I'd been like, you know, this, I'm like, okay, let's do this. You know, let's do this gracefully. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that is a, that's actually a really smart and graceful way. I think that I I have to figure out though, because what I would want to do, like I, I still want to go checks and I have months worth of PTO time. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that as I drafted, um, you got a 401k too. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out like just all my, you know, what, how I plan, like, mm-hmm. right. And so, yeah, just how do I cash out? Cause I know one for sure, I'm pretty sure they not finna be the person, the people to like, if I, you know, quit, right. Mm-hmm. Resignation and then they not about to cash me out my PTO. I know that like it's losing it. So it's like, mm, I ain't hold it all the time for nothing. What's in your policy? I And it's, because it's not about what they want to do. If you got a right. PTO policy and you resign or get mm-hmm. fired, they have to pay out your PTO. You've earned that. That's why it's called okay. a period PTO. PTO. That's your, okay. Your okay. And you that's your your time. Not up to them no more. Oh, that's good. Okay, I will definitely look into that. I don't think I even saw that when I was revisiting the handbook when I was drafting the email, but I'm definitely gonna look again because I wasn't looking for that specifically but um as i do just recall the person that's been with our organization the longest she's been with us for like 10 years mm-hmm. um and she said she inquired relatively recently and she was told like well no something something like not so i was like ah and i just don't and that's remember i said before i was like i don't even want to give them the whatever you know to to like trust them that they're going to do what they like want to go and just giving myself so it a part what i really want to request is you know what Give my PTO and then then put in my two weeks. <laughs> Once my two like I'm two weeks in of my month of PTO and then two weeks out, right? So that that middle that um mid to middle time midterm there we go midterm of my month long PTO to then put in my two weeks and then we out we going like let me alone and that can be effective immediately. Like, just go ahead. Mm-hmm. I I, I like all of this is so nasty for no reason. Like, cause, yeah, because I always ask people, make sure you you're gonna be good though, because you know you you know it's hard right. to get um, unemployment when you quit. Right, exactly, exactly. Unless you can prove hostile work environment or. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if they have anything to wear. Like we keep talking about how uncomfortable we are with returning into the office. The push we were told today, like yeah, yeah. I didn't, the heck, they're not recorded. But um, we were told today. That, you know, yes, it, you know, the lease has been renewed and I think for three years. So, and then so someone else, because I, excuse me, ain't no point of me saying anything else. Like, what am I to say? Y'all gonna keep on pressing on, at least my exec director, like she didn't change her tune a little bit. I guess you can, I guess I can tell that, give her that. Um, what is the protections though that y'all got in your office that's different? Nah. We have no protections. <laughs> then I wouldn't be going back to work. 
you ain't changed nothing to, to protect me. And I'm not vaccinated. Right. The no. is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it, what's coming is, so, so first she was, so this is the biggest issue we had. So the program managers, three of us, we have a shared office. We have the largest space and shape. Mm. And so, yes, while we are spaced out sure, but okay, that was before COVID. And so now her, her idea was to give us smaller workspaces so that we would be six feet. So that way more than one of us, because she didn't like the idea that prior to we came up with this schedule that it's only one of us in our shared office at a time, Mm -hmm. which should be. So now it's because in March, she only she wanted everybody to come in one day a week, April, two days a week, everybody. Um, And so she's still pushing for that. We asked about that today in our meeting because it was just program managers and our data managers. And, and her. And so now what's supposed to be the update is that they're going to, she said the desk that she was looking into, so clearly she was looking for some cheap ones because somebody told her that they weren't sturdy. <laughs> um, and so now they're installing plexiglass on our desk. Um, right, there's a hand sanitizing station and they're going to do, you know, take temperature check. Like, that's it though. That's it. So I, I could just be sitting like all I could sit there. I was sitting there thinking in my mind, I was like, I just want to go in there coughing so bad. Like just nasty. <laughs> just, just like just. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm exposed. Every week I would come in. I'm, I, I think I've been exposed. Fifteenth day I come back to come back to work. I've been exposed again. I've been exposed again. I was just exposed on my way here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I touched just, my hand on the bus and I think I got it. <laughs> But you have your car keys in your head. So I was on a bus too now. <laughs> he was falling. I caught him. <laughs> I'm just, oh, so that's that. I, that's it. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm going, you know, I'm, I can tell it. I told y'all last week that, you know, God really has been cooking up. And I just, as I've talked to like different people and it's like, I am so okay with, I'm so at peace that I know that even if it doesn't make sense to other people, I get it. The way God works in my life, child, it never makes sense to others and it's fine. Um, but so uh, the way I am, it should, it should surprise people that I even feel this way, that it's like, I'm, all, I'm just about there, like I'm willing to make this leap of faith that I know God has been cooking up in my spirit. Like I have been feeling this, hearing it, seeing it for so long that along with, you know, a shift, like both things, I've just been hearing it, seeing it, feeling it for a while, not way before this even took place. So in my mind for so long, I was thinking like, well, where's some shift and leap of faith in the come from? Well, like, what you talking? What you ta- oh, this. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, cause I would be the person to have something secured before I ever, you know, moved on, you know, or any, like, I'm not that person. I also would never feel like I don't want to be a part of anything else. I don't, I, I truly, my truest feelings that I don't want to help you cook up this youth program that y'all are, everybody's forcing to do last minute, but I've already, I'm still, I've never stopped though. I've kept working in between all these nasty meetings, nasty emails. I've kept doing the work. I've produced spreadsheet, like I've attended meetings today, all of that, like took FaceTime calls, just everything. Like I have kept pushing the work forward. Nothing has ever stopped my productivity. Nothing has ever, you know, happened or come up to question my work ethic ever, right? Especially in this. And so the way I feel now and then things are we're about to be awarded, like I, it's like, then there's work there. Like y'all have, y'all have left such a nasty taste in my mouth that the way I feel about it is I don't want to. I will do everything I need to do until my last day here, but it's totally unfair. Like, no, thank you. Speaking of no, thank you. That's a good transition into 
digging. <laughs> Yo. If you were really paying attention last week, <laughs> I um I brought to y'all, uh, not brought to y'all really. I kind of just dropped it in there and kept kept pushing past it and mentioned about like um that I had been on last week. I went on two dates. Was it last week? Yeah, Saturday and then the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and okay. Very nice guy. Okay. Very, very nice guy. Um, a lot going for him. It seems like just that. And so what I've learned in my most <laughs> recent, yeah, in the recent, like um, what I usually say is like entertaining, because I can't say like dating. I guess that's dating. I don't know. I struggle with that. I told you I'm my struggle. I consider dating, but that's courting. Like dating is like when you're entertaining or talking to one person and they all are like going on dates and getting to know each other. I call that dating, but apparently that's courting. Um, dating is when you, you know, still entertaining this person, that person. Like that. So in my recent um, experiences of dating and I say entertaining, you know, people like I, I think I'm, I've been past the F boy phase, right? <laughs> Thank God. And so, but then even in the good guy phase, like it's been like good guy after the other, where it's just like, okay, good guy don't mean that you're great. Dancer don't mean that you're great for me. Like I want the greatest for me, like for Benia. So you might be good and great for somebody else. And then you should find that, right? And so, you know, I've been on a date. The two dates were good. Um, conversation had always, you know, been open, like just to really share and like be transparent. But for me, I can't help to pick like the gift of discernment. Ooh, Chad, that thing, that thing can be a burden, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but pick up on inconsistency. Like I, I literally can't help it. Like my, y'all know I keep talking about my little theory. So my theory is that, and I know we stay away from the R word. So don't nobody ding me, right? Because I literally always correct somebody if I hear, excuse me, them saying it even in a joking manner. Like, oh my god, that person, you so mm-hmm, don't say that, right? But truthfully, I believe that we all, all humans, have a bit of mental retardation somewhere in our brains. And it just, what makes us unique is that everybody has their own different um, area uh, where there's lies. So mine is in the area of like, prime example, just happened again today. I keep using the same example that say, if you say today is what Thursday, March 25th, right? Okay. So say, if you say, Benia, I'm requesting to meet with you and you write it out that we meet Thursday, March 26th. And so my brain is like, like, well, what is, is it Friday? You mean, you meant to say Friday the 26th or you meant to say Thursday the 25th, <laughs> right? And so unfortunately we operate in such a society where, you know, if you ask and inquire, cause that's just me, like I'm an inquiry, like I'm a living inquiry. Like I just inquire. People will take it wrong. They will think I'm being shady. They will think I'm being nasty. Most of the time, that's not the case. And I do mean most of the time, like a good 98% of the time. That's probably going to say 99.999967, like of the time. Like there is that little bit where I'm like, okay. But why I carry it as I don't know anything until you tell me because I want to be clear. Tell me my stuff right ship. It's about time. Sorry. Um, it's about time. I didn't know what it did. I was weird. Okay, sorry. But um, yeah, so, uh, you know, like, and I would ask, you know, I'm the one to ask, hey, did you mean Thursday, 
the 25th? Did you mean Friday the 26th? Some people, you know, and I mean all over my lifetime of like work experiences and all that, or just personal things where you have to email about things and like people will get bent out of shape. And it's like, well, I'm not pointing out your flaw, baby. Your flaw just literally is an inconsistency in, you know, communication that I, and it's important. So how am I supposed to know when to show up for the meeting? How? So both of those days, I'm supposed to just sit there on Zoom at three o'clock, just waiting for a meeting. Go ahead. So in dating, like I can't help that, you know, I pick up on things like it would started happening. Like, I think I gave him the example. It was just yesterday that um, I'll say that we both decided to call it off. Um, and it was like suggested and just is certain words being used. You can't, I have been asked or no, it wasn't even asked of me. It was a statement made that the belief was that I am not ready for a relationship. So when you make a statement like that to someone, isn't that usually followed up with like, so let's call it quits right here. You can't come the next day after, you know, you've said this and I I responded to it, but you've said this and, you know, then it's just back to you, beautiful. And okay, that's fine. I know I am. You see that I am. Okay, great. But when we get to this, so when we get back to it, it's explained. It was like, well, no, I just knew that that's just what I have to deal with. What? But then I wouldn't want, so then that's forcing something. Like we both confused now. I'm not getting it, right? And so inconsistency, that's a a good example, or well, an example. But I'm trying to think of the other one that was on the tip of my tongue um, before I got into all the rest of this like work stuff. But it was, you know, just great guy. (laughs) Great guy, just not, not it, not it for me. Um, because I'm learning that I probably need, as I'm still learning what equally yoked means for me, right? While I've said it before to y'all, like, you know, equally yoked, equally yoked, y'all. Um, it means just that. And so I am learning that. So I, it's not that I was the person to think, like, I'm just starting to really realize, especially in like entertaining, like this last gentleman that, um, I, I realized like how much I do just on a regular basis, how much I am for people. And that was his basis as to why he felt like I was not ready for a relationship. Right. And so I told him that was not fair because you literally, my response was just, that's not that you don't know that. And that's okay. You're ignorant to that fact because you're not my man. You're also pushing some things like a little early. Like, so prime example, I, my sister told me I messed up, but I can't be, but who I am, which is awkward. So we yeah, walking to the door. Um, of the of when we went out for dinner on Saturday, and um, you know, I, I didn't know like hug, okay, thank you, like standing there was the awkward thing. I think it was like another hug, it's like, okay, I'm about to go, and it's like, oh, you, and I wound up saying out loud, like, oh, you, you want to kiss? Like, I didn't know, I did not know, right? I wasn't even trying to be rude or ruin the moment or anything. Apparently, I'm a good moment ruiner, so husband, beware. Um, <laughs> but I, like, for on the first, no, it's not necessary, like. And I hadn't even thought of it to be like, oh, I'm definitely not kissing this man on this, you know, on this date. It was just like, how did you feel that? already? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm so mad. I can't think of like an, uh, an example of like the inconsistency. The Oh, there it is. So maybe not on an inconsistency side, but as far as like unaware. So he was unaware of guess just like how like his actions and how it would come off. And I appreciate that he shared with me, like, you know, hey, I, I'm into my, my sense of I can be sensitive. Like, um, that's fine. Okay, so can I, I can, I can respect that. I can appreciate a man that's in tune with that, right? 
um, it still doesn't mean that it's all men that are like, you know, it's only one for me. So it's going to be the one, right? And so this was not it. And so it was something like, something had happened when he got his car washed, you know, for the date and all that. And something happened. They had messed up like about his, um, his floor mats and all. And so it was like pissed about that. I get that. It was, it was like a big deal, whatever. I don't want to say nothing because I never go and get my car washed. So, um, but I can respect, even if it's not important to me, I can respect the fact that it's important to you. I'm that person. That is definitely something I'm looking, you know, in reciprocation, like I'm looking to be reciprocated. Right. And so um, I remember talking, y'all, guess what I did? I was a big girl. I went to Ulta. I was really like feeling this whole thing. Like for real, I went to Ulta. It was the first time ever. Just saying you makeup girls that know what y'all talking about and going there and y'all know where to go. You're looking for your stuff. Ugh, 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 ugh. Ooh, child. And then it's a $900. Ooh, ooh. no, thank you. Anywho. So I remember I was with my daughter. I was walking in. And he had asked, like, you know, what are you doing? I said, I just got to Ulta. Okay, I'll call you back. Bye. Like, okay, but I'll let it go. You know, so I expressed myself, though, you know, just shared with them because we're going to know each other. So that way you're aware. Like, I'm not somebody that, you know, was good at just letting it go now. Like, no, no, it's fine. Like, no, I like to address it now. So just so that way you know, it's an FYI in the beginning stage, isn't it? So, you know, I think in text only, then there's always apologetic and this, but then literally the next, day or later on it was just like well I don't recall I'm not sure I didn't mean it that way it's like wait but you were just apologetic okay just Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hot like okay now like I'm you know I know that my memory is bad like tell me at least is it that your memory is equally as bad or like I don't understand and so even some things that were said on our conversation last night that you know I explained very well, like, you know, thoroughly, as y'all see, you know, I like to be thorough, like, when I have a point, and it doesn't mean I was nasty about it, it was in a good, calm tone, I was cooking spaghetti, it was, it was kind of like, it was about, like, right now, um, he probably thinks that we eat dinner really late all the time, anyway, it doesn't matter, he said that, that's my thing, that was, like, critical about things, like, again, a nice guy, and in a nice way, I guess, in delivery, for the most part, but it's, like, you really, like, critical when, truth be told, I, should have some, you know, reservations or more reservations. And I've expressed those, like the reservations I should and could have um, and the ones that I did actually have, you know, like a, me, I'm going into ministry. Like it's just even been stated, whether if it's something you would have to work through or not, or that time would tell, but you've said like, you know, that scares me. Okay, well, guess what? <laughs> that was probably, you know, strike number one. Like I didn't, you know, but I didn't hold it against you. So, okay, we can, you know, work through this and all. And it just seemed like we were clashing some, but at some point I know for sure one of the days, I think it was earlier that date day. So Saturday. So it was that whole thing hung up. We got back on the phone at some point because I wasn't in a rush to get back on there because I didn't want to be mean. Like I, I was tired. Like I wouldn't try and give you tired, Benita. Like she's not pretty all the time. Like she, she's not pretty. And so, but once we had actually gotten back on the phone, like it sounded like, uh, like if you can't give me the, uh, this, like, that's why I'm talking to one of my sisters now. They gave me this, uh, literally that, that sound and feeling when I expressed myself and like really needed her, right? Like you can't dismiss my feelings. I don't understand that. And if, if you don't recognize that you do that, that's already an issue for me, but I try not to hold it against you, especially if I explain it. That's why I've said to y'all before that I don't mind explaining myself so that way you're clear. But then once I do, it's now your responsibility because you know, when you know better, you do better. You're supposed to, you know? So if somebody that you're getting to know express that, like, that's what you're supposed to go off of, what you've learned about this person, you know, not whatever you've decided. Like, here's another example of 
like thinking for me. I've said this so many times in the past because it was because I dated like really stupid people. Um, and so I'd be like, you can't think for me. Like, I clearly know I think differently than anyone on this earth. I'm sure of that. And so, but if I say like, oh no, you know, I don't think like this, or, you know, I don't think that when it comes to this particular scenario situation, you can't then, you know, make a statement like, oh, cause I know you thinking this, like, why would you think that I think this, right. And make this statement when I've already been clear with you, you know, of, you know, what I think about this said scenario. And so you're, you're not even considering what I've already like informed you of. So it's like, are you hearing me? I literally said that last night. Like, I really don't believe you hear me. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't think you you might be listening, but I don't think you hear me. And he, and he also made a statement, like, you know, I think we're on two different paths. Right. But yet when I said, you know, we should, you know, we probably should just, you know, not anymore. Right. And so it was like, well, that's not where I was going. It's like, but when you make statements like you think we're on two different paths and then before, just the day or two before you said that you don't think I'm ready for a relationship. What, what am I supposed to gather from that? Beside you rather cut this thing off. Like it's okay. Maybe it's because maybe I just thought about this. Some of us don't know how to break up or cut off with people. Um, I will say that I do. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I do like, I definitely know how to tell someone that I'm no longer interested. It's crazy because I had literally just, explain there was a guy I had met from the camera room and um we talked for a little bit or whatever and really it's I had been losing interest uh, oh because I did mention that to him yesterday I told him that every day I'd been losing interest like it's thing not that I wanted to but it's thing that you have said and done and the in- inconsistency that has made me lose interest is not motivated me to want to reach out to you or like jump to reach out to you. I have, I've kept in contact, but, and you see how busy I am. So like me being so busy, I haven't been motivated to find the, you know, nooks and crannies in between to be like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? Let me call you real quick. Like I think the first three days we were talking so much at work and um, here's the biggest inconsistency. And I'm gonna go back to the Cameroonian. I guess that's what they call Cameroonians. Anyway. Um, and so the biggest inconsistency that I explained to him, like once we were sure that we were cutting it off, that I just, it was my advice, like, you know, just advising him. I don't know. I can't help but be that, right? Um, it was one of the things that I shared with y'all earlier that I was reading from um, my response to the prompt of just saying that I take pride in everything that I do, you know, even in breaking up with like a black man. I don't want me to be on the list of a black man being like, she ruined me and all that. Apparently so many Oh, child, so many of y'all out here ruining these men's. Lord have mercy. I didn't know. Y'all be trash for these men sometimes. I didn't know. I thought the men were just trash. Lord have mercy. Um, but <laughs> um, he had said that, she almost lost it, y'all. Uh, oh, I lost it. <laughs> That's what I get. I should have said it, y'all. I should have said it. That's what I get. Always explaining something first. I lost it. It's gone. It's gone, y'all. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, got it. I love when that happens. Thank you, Lord. So the biggest, one of the biggest inconsistencies with him was that, and I, like I said, I advise like, you know, get away from saying that you don't require much. I've been there. And truly, I feel like, like his last relationship was ended not so long ago. So I truly believe, and it's alarming for that, you know, you shared with me that your mother has said to you, like, you know, probably take some time. Like, don't really jump into anything too soon. Um, And then, um, you know, that you feel like you don't need to take time for self because you feel like in these few months that you've had that that's good enough. But 
Like any person that just doesn't like me, I'm, I've been okay with like, okay, it's been a good while since I've been in a relationship and all that. And still like not saying like, yeah, I need to jump in one right now. Like I need to pursue something right now. Like, no, <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> like, I don't, that doesn't mean I don't want to, or that I don't look forward to it. I'm hopeful, you know, I'm going to come, I'm going to have to do everything I need to do, which is definitely at least finish writing this first book, which I got back to writing today. Um, and then hopefully maybe God be like, all right, let me give her a little main. <laughs> I call her nerves. Boom. Hope his husband, not just main. Ugh, anybody got to know. Husband, listen, we ain't doing that dating thing and all that. I, I don't want no boyfriend. Okay. Coming in, it's my man. And, and soon after he's my fiance and husband, I ain't got time. Right. So I'm not opposed to things happening in a expedited fashion. Right. I mean, you got to be rushed but as long as it's organic. And the crazy part is with this guy, like we were both kind of saying some of those same words. Like wanted to be organic, wanted to be genuine. And I'd always explain like if it, it's easy for it not to be genuine, even if it's just one of the two people that doesn't feel that way. And I think it was for me like, um, Oh, shoot, I never finished the part where I said I advised him. So that um, he had said that he doesn't take, it doesn't take much to like make him happy and all that. I think that that is, and just the way I think like, um, you know, I analyze things. So analytically, I think like when someone says that that is from a a hurt place or something, he seems to be pretty good, like past his, you know, ex and past relationship truthfully, but still, like still, like things can come up late on something and trigger you like, oh. Like, you know, so um, I just said, you know, clearly you you do require and you want and probably deserve, you know, time. You said you're used to in a relationship, you know, having a lot of your partner's time. Whereas, you know, I guess you feel or see that I can't give that to you. You think that I wouldn't be able to because I remember saying like, no, like for real, like I've been telling anybody in my circle, like, y'all wait till I get no husband, like a under him. <laughs> it's me, me, him and our kids, like, you know, as in mine and then the kids we're going to have perfectly as my children. I don't know. God. Anyway. Um, but you know, like I know how to disconnect. Like that's the thing. Like I know how I am the matriarch of my family. I do a lot for my family. Uh, I am a lot for a lot of people all the time. Right. Very clear of that. But I also know that I know my own boundaries and people decide to respect them as well because they look forward to my overall happiness anyway. So it had, I had said that before, you know, whatever, in so many different ways. And then he's still coming because you don't, you ain't, you ain't going to be able to check people from your family. How are you to tell me that? Like, you don't know that because you don't know me. You're going off of what you're based off of, or it may be women in, in your past or something, but that's not the case. So apparently somebody that's equally ill for me is going to be equally as busy. And so that way we will both understand the value of, you know, pulling together from, like I said, a lot of y'all that say that time is your most important thing. It's most valued for you. It's energy for me. Because I'm always wearing myself thin of just so much I do, so many hats that I wear, so many things I've done just in this week alone, right? And so when I give you my energy, so another thing that it was between us that was a disconnect was that it told me at our date on Saturday, that was, it happened to be our second date. It was supposed to be our, we planned for our first, but then like a impromptu, like, you know, a little night out that Wednesday or whatever it happened. So, okay. And so... Um, but he told me when we were at dinner at Saturday, we made it clear, like, you know, I like you. Okay. Oh, like, you know, I just thought, right. And so, um, I didn't make it awkward or anything. And it, I'm, it's the thing, like my brain, <laughs> just be like, I hate to get the charge for something that it's like, I wasn't even thinking that. Right. And so I wasn't thinking to tell myself like, Oh, I don't like him. Let me make sure I make this awkward or anything. 
right? It just, I took it like, thank you. I was in that humble, modest moment where then he was like, you know, do you like me? And I made it clear, like, no, no, I do not. And I explained though, I explained and I'm going to throw it out to y'all. Y'all let me know that I said, it's not as if I dislike you. Dislike is usually a, a lighter word, a fluffier word that people use in lieu of saying hate. So dislike is, you know, far, far, far end. That's not what I'm saying. Just by saying, I don't like, I don't like you yet. I explained that you have my interest and that is a big deal. Not everybody gets my interest. There's a gentleman that I told him about that we reconnected after some time. He's in a situation now, not a dating situation, but just has some personal situation on, had a dating personal situation back then and all that. And so that has since cleared up, but then now it's dealing with some other, you know, extenuating circumstances now and either way. And so I've been very clear, like very clear to say that, you know, just very clear with that person. Like I don't have an issue with clearing, you know, things up. And so here we are, like, just, let's just be clear. And so um, back to the Cameroonian, like same thing on that same night or day before, whatever that we even like called it off. Like I, that earlier that day had been very clear with the gentleman, like, no, like I, I don't like you. Like the guy had like, so, you know, do you still like me? No, I do not like you. Like I, it, you, it has to get there. You don't force that. I should now be alarmed. Just truthfully speaking that you like me so early, like, you know, just what was the, what are you sexualizing me? Like, okay, that's a turn off. Cause that's the turn off with the other one that has a circumstance. Like don't sexualize me. That's disgusting to me. Like, and that ain't even from no place, but it's like, all right, sex. Okay. We can have that. Like, and I'm not right now. Cause I'm not about to just bless you with no. So no, thank you. Like, no, it gotta be everything else for me. You gotta have like my mind and my, gotta have my interest in mind and, you know, spirit on one accord and all that. So that's why I know for sure. Like, this is gonna be nobody but my husband. The person that's really like <laughs> willing to deal and wanting, like willing is a big deal. Willingness is a big deal to me. Like, saying that you want to spend the rest of your days with me like absolutely just saying like let their free flick fly when my husband come around like baby you know what I mean but until then like no thank you none of you niggas are good enough nobody I'm good like y'all can't even remember what you said that it wasn't consistent with what you thought and how you felt like, I, that's a turnoff I'm so I have always said and I say it to anyone I talk to like just, you know, in like conversation, I'm much easily turned off than I am turned on. And the crazy part is how that contradicts us. I personally, I like, I'm the person that's, oh, let me be in a relationship, always ready to go. Okay. But yet, you know, it's personality. It's the inside of you that will turn me off or turn me on. And a lot of y'all, it turns me off every day, all day. So let me, I'm back focused. Like I, I lift my head up a little bit to entertain somebody or two. And so, yeah, let me put my head back down and go ahead and get back to writing and, and working and all like you have to be worth my energy. You have to be worth my energy. Like it's the energy you give. The first time we talk on the phone, you complaining and groaning and moaning about work. But yet you talk about like, oh yeah, I always tell people I want to be you gotta be positive. But I'm not saying that. That was the now that I'm thinking about it in retrospect, that was my first red flag of inconsistency. Like, yeah, I'm talking about positivity and I actually mean that, but what you're saying is in line up with what you're doing. I am telling y'all about work, but I'm not complaining about it. I'm in such a peace. It makes no sense. I'm definitely 
absolutely experiencing God's peace that surpasses all understanding yet again. Like he really keeps showing off because I know in the past, like as I'm writing right now in my book, I'm ironically, (laughs) coincidentally, you know, godly am I actually writing the work chapter, uh, you know, chapter just about like all different types of work that I've um, done and experienced. Um, and you know, just how it, how I'll overcome it. Right. Or what I've experienced. And then the second book, book will actually be the sequel will be about, you know, how I've overcome it. Right. Um, and so it's, it's crazy. Like to be going through all this like work stuff and to be writing about that. But, you know, it's like, let me just get back to this. Like, let me just, God keeps showing me like something's coming. It's a big deal coming. I don't know. Y'all. I'm, like sometime this year, I might be coming to play Shola Ring. Husband, <laughs> let me be very clear, okay? That's going to have to be a wide band, okay? Because I'm rough on jewelry, amen? I'm just going to have to be white gold, okay? It's going to have to be the teardrop cut, the teardrop shape, okay? And I want a cushion cut. I need I need the cluster around it, okay? I definitely want that. It got it got to be bling black. It does. I'm not lying. And that is because I never want to say Let me find out you think you're talking to him right now. What's going on? <laughs> what? I might be. <laughs> you gotta let him know. I ain't a- listen because I want him to run this back. Okay, shoot, I want to be like that. I wonder what. Mm-hmm. Go back to March twenty fifth. Okay. <laughs> I told y'all my producer keeps me together and gets my nerves at the same time. But yeah, <laughs> but um, you know that's that's what I want because I don't ever plan to take it off. I don't want no upgrade at twenty, thirty, fifty. No, I want the same ring that you asked me. To be with you for the rest of my life on my finger for the rest of my life. Isn't that sweet? I think it's sweet. Y'all know I've been I've been told I was bougie because of that. Oh my god, you want the best ring. Because I don't want to take it off. Duh. I want to love the ring. Only time I was engaged before, I hated the ring. Took it off all the time. Moving on. Um <laughs> Woo! Did I give y'all enough today? Did y'all get enough of that? Y'all got enough of me today. Y'all sick of my stuff, huh? Y'all sick of me? All right. I'm I'm switching things I'm up for y'all going forward. I promise. I'm work on some things. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my stuff. We we did that. I told y'all about the the Cameroonian. I don't think I finished on that. But just to close that out, like he asked you, know, you like me or this or oh, you, would you want to just be friends? Or something short. Sure. I mean, y'all be taking it lightly. Like <sighs> men, I'm gonna keep saying this, especially to my black men. Know your worth. So that even says that you do not have to befriend so many. You don't have to be friends with like. Y'all be thinking, if you're not good enough to be my man, why do you think you're good enough to be my friend too? I take friendship very seriously. Hence the ones that I'm no longer friends with. Like, and hence why I can pause on sometimes where it's like, mm, I don't like this. And that's friendships, relationship, relative ship, like anybody, humans, human ships. I, I, I prefer to take a pause on them or from them because I'm, I'm, I'm very clear as to what I deserve and what I want what I need rather like really I know I, I need goodness you know coming to me and I can deal with people's stuff though so that's the thing but learn me enough you know that way things just flow and I'm because I'm always I'm constantly learning the people that are around me I, I can't help that it's the gift of discernment one so even if I thought I wasn't interested enough to find out this or not find out but just you know learn of this person It'll be my discernment, but like, oh, let me get my knowledge up to meet my my feeling. Like, I got a feeling that this is good or this is bad or whatever. Let me get my knowledge up about this person. That's it. And so when things ain't good, they ain't good. When they're great, they're great. Until I get to great, I'll keep y'all posted. But I ain't met that yet. 
I made a statement a while ago saying that any man that I had met thus far was completely inadequate to be, you know, the one. And I remember, it was so many years ago, I, I remember though, getting all these messages and this and that. Well, you mean to tell me, y- y- yeah, did any of you niggas propose or something? Did any of y'all make me y- y- your number one? No. So go ahead about your business. Thank you. But no, thank you. Okay. Whew. All right, y'all. That's that's about it. I ain't lying. That's enough, ain't it? Okay. If that ain't enough, it's make it enough. Okay. Thank you uh, to Miss Mama Smokey from Friday. Okay. Um, it's been another episode <laughs> of the B Mix right here on BigSpoilsRadio.com. Get your stuff together. Work, dating, life, and all. Get it together. And if it ain't together, bring it on in here and we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. See y'all next week. Peace.